Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome back, Maximum Octane. This is your host, Kim Hickey. I'm very excited to have a, a professional in the in the world of monies and uh, somebody I, I would like to consider as, as a friend, uh, Mr. Ron Saharian. And he's also a, a, fev- a fellow Jerseyan, is that a word, Jerseyan? It is now. It is now. <laughs> it is now. And so a lot of things. He's he's also known as Obi-Ron. In the profit first professional uh, worlds, yes. Profit first professionals. And so we work very closely with them at ATI and have gone through their program and gotten certified and because we believe in everything that Ron does. He's the co-founder of Profit First Professionals, and we'll have all of the links and everything in the comments. And you can go back because you're going to like Ron again so much today to go back and listen to his previous episode with me. I don't know, last year or whatever, but I asked Ron to join me because I'm mad right now. I'm mad about money. And and I just, before we get started on this, Ron, mm-hmm. I, I, I just got back from Nashville, as you know. And um, there wasn't anybody there that was pretending that they didn't like money or to spend money or to have money or whatever. And people were spending, it was $12 for a domestic beer. Okay. So money makes the world go round. We we can have all of this stuff and we don't do things for the money. So that's what I'm very upset about right now. Mm -hmm. And I I need you, I don't know if you're going to talk me off the ledge or push me. off it, but what in the hell? Yeah. What is going on? I I love your kind of new tagline is proud to be profitable because I am so sick of hearing from people that they don't like money and they don't want money. They don't need money. They, they don't do this, whatever it is they're doing for the money. And they're this altruistic saints walking around and one, most of them are full of crap when they're saying that because you need money. You have to pay your bills. So like even if you didn't want a big house or a car or boat, yeah. you, you've got to pay your bills. And for all the people that are like, I just want to do this so I can help other people, you need money to help other people. You can't help other people for free. So if you want to build a playground in Guam, you want to have a school in a third world country, you want to have a work with people that were, you know, hooked on drugs or alcohol and help yeah. rehabilitate. I don't care what it is. You need money. What the freak, Ron? <laughs> Why? Well, you know, it's almost like Marxism. Like, I don't understand. So, help me. So, yeah. So profit is profit equals greed. And that's bullshit. One of the things is we've been seeded um, by the media 
to, and we've seen the headlines, corporate greed. We've seen the reportings of high earnings coming out of these large corporations when, you know, America, most Americans are having problems buying a carton of milk or eggs, right? Inflation's going through the roof. And we're not talking about that type of profit. We're not talking about corporate greed. What we're talking about is proud to be profitable and what that means. I am proud to be profitable. Why? Because with profit, you can pay down your debt. With profit, you can hire. With profit, you can celebrate. With profit, you can be philanthropic. And so profit is not a bad word. Dirtbags who earn a lot of money are dirtbags, right? So it's not profit that is bad. It's the individual. So I know a lot of dirtbags that don't make any money. Right, exactly, so. exactly, exactly, <laughs> right. It, 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 yeah, exactly. But we're, what we're talking about are the headlines, right? And right. in the real world, right, small businesses are the backbone of the economy, okay? So in the real world, profit is paramount for the success of small businesses. The problem is, is that so many businesses are simply focusing on the top line, the sales. But what they're not realizing, and we've been conditioned that profit is bad, profit is the leftover, but it's not. And so one of the things that you're able to do with profit is you can give raises to your staff. You can have a vault account of operating capital so your staff is comfortable. You ever work for a not, not a profitable company before? You ever work for uh, an auto mechanic who wasn't profitable? right? You're probably thinking, am I getting paid? What are they doing? How, what's going on? There's, uh, 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 you're not, as an employee, do you want to work with a company that's not profitable? You don't know what's going to happen. And so with profit, you can do so good. You really can, and you need it. So in the real world, to be competitive, to retain staff, you're going to have to be profitable. You're going to have to be flexible. And so all this bullshit about profit being bad, we don't need profit, we don't need this, we don't need that. We're a, a what, what kind of company? A mission-first company? Great! But guess what? If you don't have profit, your mission stops. Your charity stops. Your church stops. They're all businesses. They need to be run like a, a well-oiled machine so you can continue on your mission, so you can continue to provide a free pair of shoes for whoever buys a pair of shoes. These guys can't do that unless they're profitable. I, I just – I am. So glad we're speaking about this. And so many times I have conversations with small business owners about you need to increase your rates or you need to, you know, because they'll ask me things because of what I do for a living and I'll tell them and they're like, oh, no, I don't want to be greedy. I'm like, how is that greedy for you to charge a fair price for what? And, you know, if you're providing value to to your customer and they're like, I don't need any more money. I have, I have everything I want now. And I'm like, can your all of your employees say the same thing? Which I like to call internal customers. Yes. And, I, and, and I'll say, 
can your internal customers all say that? Do they all have a house, the big house and the lake house and the boat and the whatever car and are their kids in private school and are they whatever? And then they'll be like, well, no. Okay. So you don't have all the money you need because if you're truly that mission driven company and are there to just provide a better place for people to work, then you're going to make enough money to give them all of the opportunities you have. And, and before I get hate mail, that'll start coming in. I am not saying that your internal customers, customers should make as much money as you because you're no. assuming the risk you're putting the money out yeah. on the line. You're, you're having the sleepless nights wondering how you're going to make payroll and stuff the, in the beginning. You took the risk. You took the risk. So I'm not saying it should be dollar for dollar, but if you truly feel like you don't want any more profit in your business or need any money because you have everything you want, then take it the next step and look and say, if I, you know, made some changes or I created my accounts that I'm supposed to and other things, can I provide those things to trickle down to, to my internal customers? And you're hitting the nail on the head. That's what it's about. They're looking at themselves. They're not looking at the, the holistic uh, company that they have. You know, pro, pro, you know I, I'm, we're highly profitable because I want the staff to live the lifestyle that they want. I want to be able to afford them the opportunity to, to take off of work, to go see a kid's recital. I want to afford them an opportunity to leave early from work, to come in from late, to have, we have half day Fridays all year, not just summer hours, all year, right? I can't do that unless we're profitable, right? I can't give up to eight weeks of PTO time if we're not profitable. I can't get great benefits if we're not profitable, right? And so I can't, I can't give profit distributions to our staff if we're not profitable, right? And so, you know, look at profit as a retention tool, not as greed, but look at profit as a way to give back. Look at profit as a way to leave a legacy, to give people chance. We hire interns all the time. We don't always need interns but I want to give somebody a chance. I want to give a kid a start. I want to give a high schooler who's, you know, is, is maybe not an A plus student because they've been working all the time. Right. I want to get them in the door. I want to help people out. I can't do that if I'm not profitable. Right. And so there's the, 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 the media spinning profit. There's the politicians spinning profit, but they're talking about, they're talking about, Let's talk about the pharmaceutical industry, right? They're talking about raising, you know, the EpiPen 500% just because they want to make money. Now, yes, that's a greedy move and the guy's in jail, right, for that kind of stuff. Madoff, another one, all those people that invested in Madoff were greedy. They, They knew in their heart that something wasn't right. It was too good. It was their greed that resulted in them losing their money. And so it's a fine line, but if you're, you know, you're working with a good company where they're profitable, they're sharing in that profit, they're giving raises, they're communicating, they're, you're getting new technology, right? If you're not profitable, you're still, if your company's not profitable, you're probably working on a shitty computer. You probably don't have two screens, right? We're able to provide the same setup here 
in the office at home as well. You want a standing desk at home, two monitors, Mac Daddy computer? Great. I can't do that if I'm not profitable. I I also feel like, and it, it could just be because I'm getting so salty about a lot of things happening in the news and, and, and all of this stuff, but half of the people that are saying all this stuff, they're not really giving back. They're not, they're not business like owners they, either. They don't they know. Just They've wanna, never built a business. They've never Yeah, struggled. and they just want to say. Yes. They just want to say. And, I, you know, I don't know if it, I was raised differently than everybody else, but – I think you had a similar upbringing. Like we were raised to be humble and not brag about what we're doing. And if we're doing good works that we just do it and not for the attention, yep. but to do it. Yep. So, you know, I donate a lot of money and a lot of time and different things, but you won't ever hear me on anywhere talking about what I do because that's not why I do it. I'm not doing it for the attention. I'm not doing it. I do it because of what I feel is, is right. And, the, you know, all these people that are just always constantly like, oh, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. It's like, why are you saying that? Just do it and provide an environment for other people to do it. Right. I, I almost feel like it's like a bandwagon thing. It it's is. just a cool thing to say. And they're not really they're not they're using the that why. angle to grow their business. The majority of them. Usually that's, hey, how can we do this? They, they have the in, intention of uh, doing good and that's fine and they can do good. Um, you know, I'm in, a, in a, I'm in a weird position, Kim, because I, I, we're, we're, we're charitable. We're philanthropic here at Profit First and in our own homes. Mike is very as well. I don't go around sharing overtly what we do. But I do at times because I'm, we're an example. We're an example. Right. You want to inspire yeah, people. We're an example and we're inspiring people. So some of the things that we've been able to do here when, when, when COVID hit, our, uh, one of our employees, her husband, was, is a trauma nurse and he was at the heart of it, the heart of it in New Jersey when shit hit the fan. Three little kids, you know, nice, nice little house. There's, he was working 24-7 for like months. We had some profit. We decided to take care of their landscaping for the summer, right? We had another situation where one of our employees was looking to adopt. Her position was a, an admin position. And, you know, the, the all-in salary was what it is. It was, you know, commensurate with the role. Well, she, the adoption process was stalled because she lives in an older house and they have radiators, the, the steam radiators, right? In Jersey, and they get hot and you can't, you have to box them, right? In order to have a child, uh, to adopt a child. It was 2,500 to hire a contractor to box all the stuff. We did it. We did it. Another opportunity, one of our, one of our staff members she, um, this is a fun one. She, she, she was, came in and she was all miserable in the morning. And basically she's like, my coffee maker broke. It was horrible. I had no coffee by no, no coffee. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm I, right now I'm just clenching like, Oh, cause I, that's like the worst thing. In the so, so because I know we're fiscally healthy and responsible, I sent my admin out. I said, go to Walmart buy a coffee maker, put it on her uh, doorstep. So when she gets home for dinner, she has coffee tomorrow. We give flowers to every new employee 
our welcome to our family, welcoming your family to our family. We want to make sure that every employee on the first day goes, holy shit, that was awesome. Their computer was set up. Their passwords were set up. They have a gift. They have all this other stuff. They get home. There's a flat bouquet of flowers or a gift. The, 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 the spouse, the kids, they're like, wow, this is great. People are sick. People, you know, stay home vacations. You know, another, uh, one of our employees, you know, they, they, they like to have fun, sing and dance. So, you know, she was feeling a little blue. We ended up buying a karaoke machine. And sending it over there. So I'm sharing all of this stuff because my experience is there's a lot of business owners out there that have the intention. Their initial gut feeling is to act and be charitable, to want to help, right? And so their initial reaction is, in my experience, is I can help that person. That's what they want to do. But then they stop. They stop because they don't have the finances. They stop because if they do this, what are they going to forego? Because they're check to check. They don't have the cushion in their operating expenses. They haven't allocated for a vault. They haven't allocated for profit. They're running their business so tight that if an anomaly happens, they're screwed and they cannot do what's in their heart that they want to do. Right. And so, you know, I want to be, I never want to say no to a kid that is going to come to my house, knock on my door and say, Mr. Saharian, would you like to sponsor my little league? Would you like to buy this popcorn for a ridiculous amount of money so that I can go to Washington, D.C. I've never eaten more expensive popcorn in my life than over the past couple of years. When kids come and they have those books, they walk up. We have four flights of stairs here, no elevators. We are in a 200-year-old building. It's a hike. Some kids coming on up, they have a booklet. Hey, would you like to buy, um, you know, a booklet? It's $20 for the booklet. It supports all the neighbor, all the local towns when you buy it. How, how many you got? Five of them. Give me all five. All five, sir? Yeah. Better, <laughs> better yet, here's a hundred bucks. Give me one and go sell the other ones. That kid, made, I made his day. He's telling his family. He's telling his coach. They're like, this is awesome. I, it's, it's bragging rights for me. I love doing this stuff. And I can because we're profitable. And no one's going to take that away from me. No one's going to say, you shouldn't be profitable, Ron. I'm paying a shitload in taxes to be profitable so I can do all this other stuff. I'm fine with that. I am not going to let taxes be a reason why I'm not profitable. I'm not going to let taxes be a reason why I'm not charitable or, you know, want to give back. So that's what's the beauty about this system. This system, Profit First, will allow you, the business owner, to really do what you want to do. It, you just map it out. We have a tithing account. We have a family account, right? And so we've stacked the accounts that are important to us. Some people might at home have a vacation account. 
have a sports travel account, right? Like there's so much good you can do with profit. It's so, you know, this narrative of I don't want to be profitable. I don't want to be greedy. You know, it's not Gordon Gecko greed is good. Okay. <laughs> right. Love the movie. Love the first one anyway. That's different. And that's a movie. We're talking about reality. And whoever is listening to this, this is reality. Not the newspapers, not MSNBC, not Fox, none of that shit. Your business is your reality. Right. And so I empower you to be profitable. I empower you to be proud to be profitable because without you being profitable, your staff isn't going to live the lifestyle they want. You're not going to either. So lose that. Lose the, I don't want to be profitable. You want to be profitable so you can be better, a better steward of society. You know, I, I think sometimes too, people confuse being profitable when they see someone that's profitable with people that are living above their means. And, you know, we all know them, that there's people out there that are buying things they can't afford. They're doing things they don't have the money for. They're whatever. I, I think in some ways that's tainted a little bit. When Keep it up with the Joneses. See, yeah, somebody with things that they're like, oh, that you know, they're being irresponsible or whatever. And and you know, it's like, who are you to decide? I just heard somebody the other day, and listen, weddings—that's a whole other thing. But I, I frankly think it's ridiculous what people are spending now to do. I would not do that, and I didn't. Right. <laughs> but if they want to, it's their money, right? right? And. When I hear, oh, that dress was $20,000, they could have fed whatever kids. And I'm like, well, how many people could you have fed with your iPhone and your whatever car you're driving right now? And it's like, where do we become the judge and the jury and the whatever? And the people that I hear saying this about no profit and know this and that, you know, they, they got their nails done, you know, yeah. they're, they're wearing, you know, they got a Louis Vuitton bag, they got an iPhone. I know how much that costs because I have, yeah. but I, you know, I'm not out there being like, oh, you know, you're spending money. So it's like, how are you standing here on your soapbox talking about profit with, you could feed a ton of people with just what you're wearing right now or, you know, what you're doing. So it's like, who the hell are you yeah. to be deciding what other people should spend their money on and what's important to them? And, you know, there's we have a lot of, like you said, small businesses are the backbone of America and people worked really hard. And most entrepreneurs and small business owners and all were not left a big inheritance and to do. They, they got there just by sure grit and moxie and, and hard work. Yeah. And, you know, how dare you say that they don't deserve to have money or they don't deserve to buy a house if they want, or a boat or whatever. I don't care what it is. You know, it's like, Oh, that, you know, they didn't need that a boat that big or who are you to decide that what somebody else needs? You know, and it, it, it's funny. I learned a long time ago, not to count other people's money or spend other people's money. I want, I don't want anybody spending my money either. Right. And so, you know, there, there, there's a lot of that going on. Um, and you're exactly right there. You know, it, it, it I, I was watching Bill Burr. He's a comedian and, you know, he was telling a, a joke about kind of this, Right. Every, you know, oh, if I if back in the day, I would have been marching with the women. I would have been marching against slavery. I would have been doing this. I've been doing that. You're not doing it today and there's still problems. Right. So, you know, I'm going to call bullshit on that. So there's a lot of it. Um, you got to walk the talk. But what, what, 
telling other people what to do with their money is I don't like it, but also how I spend my money is how I spend my, like you may totally disagree. I had this conversation. I was on a podcast yesterday with one of our members. One of our members was taught Wally. He was talking about, he's a maps coach for Keller Williams. He's awesome. He was talking about how he just paid off his car. He's not getting a new one. There's not a need for another car, another this, another this, another this. He just doesn't feel it. I love cars. I spend my money on cars, right? I don't subscribe to that, <laughs> right? But also, I have my priorities correct. I'm not going out and buying a Ferrari or a Porsche if my funding of my retirement isn't where it needs to be. If my daughter's 529 isn't funded, if my staff isn't being paid well, right? And so when I do all these things and I'm paying down my debt, I'm taking care of this stuff. If I want to go out and buy a Ferrari, well, great, good. You want to buy an airplane? I flew an airplane for the first time in my life last year. I will never buy a plane. I don't want to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like it. But I'm not going to MF people who want to buy a plane. Right. Right? And so, you know, if somebody wants to be profitable so that it boggles my mind where this is a country that was started because we can do whatever we want. We can achieve whatever we want. And I still believe that. I'm living the American dream. Yeah. It's awesome. Right? And so – there's a lot of bullshit and negativity out there. Don't fall into that trap. Focus on what you're doing. Focus on your business. Focus, focus on your staff, right? And my job is to help our staff live the life they want. Part of that is bringing them up to speed with their knowledge of what we're doing here. Helping them help our members. Helping them help our members be more successful. When our members are more successful, we're more successful. We get more members, get more money. I allocate the systems. We're more profitable. I can give more raises. I can hire more people. I can be more charitable. It's a plan. We have a plan to be profitable. And when you have a plan, you have relief. When you have a plan and you're executing it, you're empowered. When you have a plan, you're executing it, you're empowered. Now you have focus. My focus is to grow the business. I'm not worrying about how am I going to make payroll? How am I going to pay down my debt? How am I going to be profitable? Because I have a system and a plan and we're with purpose. So, you know, you could call it profit first or better yet. You don't like the word profit. You got to, that's your own problem. Then call it purpose first. Okay. Right. Purpose fully. You need to be profitable. <laughs> Churches, ministries, nonprofits, they're like, Ron, we don't like the word nonprofit uh, pr first. Well, that's your problem, not my problem. Okay. First right. off. Second off, you're a business. You need to be profitable because if your donations stop, which they did, if your charitable contributions to you is dipping, if there's not as many people in the church to put money in the basket, you better be profitable. You better have a plan or your nonprofit is going to be defunct. 
what kind of what kind of mission are you on if you can't sustain your mission? I'm I'm just laughing right now. You know how my head works weird, and so it's playing a little thing. And I, I'm thinking about the churches saying they don't like the word prophet. So you're saying make it purpose first. So would they name their business non-purpose? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I mean, seriously, <laughs> if you're a nonprofit organization, it, you know, I, I know what they're supposed to mean. And, and we see bad things in the news about companies that use a lot of the monies for admin and high yeah, exactly. salary. Right. Stuff, but yeah. But if you just think about just the ridiculousness of it, I don't even know. Is that a word, ridiculousness? Yeah, it's, it's a great show too, it. Rob Deerdeck, MTV. Yeah, Rob Deerdeck. So, <laughs> but but so instead of a nonprofit, well, let's let's call it nonpurpose. Where you yeah. know, so oh, do you run a nonpurpose organization? Right. <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. I, yeah. And what the hell does that word mean? Like, just how ridiculous? I know. I know. And I'm going to do that. Next time somebody calls me for money, Ron, I'm going to say, are you a non-purpose organization? Right. Well, I'm going to swap well, out purpose for profit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I want no, I want to donate to a, a profitable organization that's going to be able to continue its mission. I don't want to just give you money and then have you spend the money and blow it and you go out of business. That's a waste of my money. <laughs> right. Think of it. And it's your money. My money. And that's I think where people are just I don't I don't understand where this is coming from. I just don't understand. Yeah. And I, you know, I know there's a big movement on, you know, minimalism and not being a slave to possessions and all of that. And and I think that's cool. If and, you want that. My goodness. If you want that. And you know, but and then again, that's your decision. And that's not anybody else's decision and you don't have the right to impose on just because you don't want to have books in your house or you don't want to have <laughs> whatever because it's, you know, takes up room. And you I love tchotchkes. I love sports memorabilia. But, you know, like you got the, the stuff brings you joy. There has to be a payoff at the end of the day for what you do and your family. Yeah. So, so, you know, I just saw you on vacation with your family, right? Yeah. That, that was to go spend quality time and to provide a wonderful experience for your child. And for, so it wasn't about whatever showing off and who cares even if it was, but I mean, no. you want to provide an experience for your family to spend time with and learn about new things. And, I want to and provide there's her nothing with wrong with that. I, yes. I want to provide her with every opportunity to learn, to do well, to do things. And you know, the thing is profit first equals people first, right? It really does. Think about it because with profit, again, you can do so much. It's net profit is never meant to be over people. Of course, people come first because when you put the people first, you are going to be profitable, right? And so, this whole thing—it it, only sustainable businesses can put people first, <laughs> right, right? Think about it. If you're not a sustainable business, if you're not profitable, how can you put your staff first? Well, because everybody wants to go work somewhere for free because you have a great vision and mission. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and you know, there's there's and here's another thing. S staff isn't stupid. If I go out 
if I'm bitching and moaning about our finances and I'm telling people, hey, don't buy birthday cards for people, cutting back everything, get a call. Hey, Ron, you did good. You got a, you know, you got a $50,000 profit this year. What do you want to do with it? Well, I can lower your tax burden if you go buy a truck that's over 20,000 pounds, but I don't need a truck. But wouldn't it be nice to have a really cool truck that you won't have to pay taxes and this and that and the company buy it? Yeah, that's a great idea. I go buy the truck. Guys, take a look at my new whip. You just told me I couldn't buy a birthday card. <laughs> right? And so we'd give profit distributions here. Every quarter, we give a profit distribution. And the staff knows whether we're flatlining, whether we're dipping, whether we're going up. Because they get a percentage of profit, they're in it. They're in they got skin in the they're game. They're in skin in the game. But here's the here's the double-edged sword. It's more of um a, a more of a, a of an ego thing for me to say, "Hey, I've been giving profit distributions to every single one of our staff since 2015. Every quarter." Can your company say that? Right? Maybe yours can. But can you, can can you say that? How great what would you want to work would you you think if I say to it and during an interview, oh by the way, we have two profit sharing components. Um the first one is a quarterly profit distribution, the second one is uh more of a defined benefits plan where an actuary tells us, oh and by the way, even through COVID since 2015, we've been giving our staff quarterly profit distributions because we're fiscally healthy and we believe in allowing the staff to live the lifestyle they want. You want to work with me? Well, you know, you had me at taking care of my lawn. So the other stuff is just sugar on top of, uh, you know, the cherry on top because the people first thing, right? So I, I, I'm glad that you were able to join me today. And I don't think I have this out of my system yet. Yeah. So I probably will be calling you again yeah. to come on and talk about it. But stop, people, stop pretending that we don't need profit and that it's a bad thing. If you're ripping somebody off... If you are yeah. being dishonest and telling someone they need something that they don't, if you're, you know, talking somebody into something they don't need, then, then yes, yeah. that's horrible to make a profit from. But if you're doing the right thing for the right reason, it, it always comes back. And you need a profit to run a dang business. You need a profit to run your house. You need a profit to pay your bills. You need to whatever. And stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And yeah. Awesome. Just so <laughs> well, any Jim, oh, it's always a pleasure. You know, I, I love being on your show. I love talking with you in general. I mean, you know, you're hitting the nail on the head. It's enough's enough. Enough's enough. Enjoy your business, be profitable, pay your staff well. I'm talking about the fusion of work and business not work-life balance or anything, the fusion of it, which is a different way to look at things. Family first, right? No, no, Liz will never miss anything for her kids. Nobody will miss anything for their kids. People can do this. People can do that because it's people first, family first, and profit first. Profit first and allows me to do all this other great stuff. 
So just a reminder for everybody out there in case you haven't had listened when Mike or Ron has been on before, you, you can use Profit First at home. It's not just for business. And you don't have to go out and buy the envelopes that uh, that girls make it on Etsy for I don't know how many. How to, talk about money and profit. And, and some people were like dissing her online, but some gal that didn't have any money, couldn't feed her kids, whatever, started doing the envelope system, yeah. you know, basically. And so she got a little label maker and started putting labels on envelopes and has this huge business now making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And it's, and people are like, how dare she? She knows what it's like to not have money. My 12 year old has an envelope that says Lululemon. That's her profit account. (laughs) And one that says church (laughs) and one that says college and one that says savings. Don't knock it. Fiscal responsibility. Listen, getting rich slow is not sexy. It's not a bad thing either. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So yeah. use the tools that are available to and you. Listen, and, if you're uh, an auto shop and you're not working with ATI or one of their coaches and experiencing <laughs> profit first, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, you know, they have the keys to the Ferrari. They're going to give you the keys to the Ferrari and they're going to ride shotgun to make sure you know how to drive it without smashing it. So don't go it along. Mike and I have coaches as well. Make sure that you, you know, you hire an ATI coach. It's the best thing that's going to happen for your business. Well, boy, that, that was a wonderful endorsement. Thank you there, Ron. I'm laughing right now thinking about, I know how long it took us to understand about, we had to help our members do something with their money because we made so much profit for them. But then they were like, we spent, cause they were like drunken sailors. Yep. We made them profitable. We made them so much money. I think we're up to, we're going to hit 3 billion in, <laughs> in gross profit dollars in within a few weeks, but we did it. And it was a failure on our part for a long time. Say, here's now what you do with the profit. Yes, you know, you're giving permission money to savings. spend money. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a wonderful way of life. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And I, and I thank you for that. And I thank you for the part of uh profit first in our, in our members journey. And for a lot of us My using it at home and all of that. So any final words you want to leave our listeners and viewers with now? No, but if anybody has any questions, you know, they can, um, they can reach out to me. I'm on um, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that great stuff. And, you know, just remember, may the profits be with you. Just can't wait till a non-purpose company calls me now for a donation so I can say that. Right. I know. You don't like the word profit. So how about we use purpose? Are you a non-purpose? Yeah, what's company? your yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kim. I appreciate the time as always. All right, everybody, stay safe, make good choices, stay inspired. I'll be back next week. And Ron, thank you again so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.